What is good, Ambush? And welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, the host of the DTP, I am Colton G. And this week on the show, I am joined by Katie Rocks, banjo player, acoustic guitarist, and vocalist for country and western group, Nice Horse. Nice Horse is wild, wildly talented, wildly entertaining, fun, fresh, fierce, and feisty, and they've established themselves as one of the most buzzed about and fast-rising groups in the Canadian music industry. We're going to be getting all the details of Nice Horse today with Katie, like exactly how did a group that was started as a side project for fun, how exactly does that group end up with such a groundswell of momentum that within their first year, their first tour happens to be opening for the likes of the legendary Tom Cochran. We also happen to dive deep into the group's first album, There Goes the Neighborhood. We talk about the transition from that point, that sound, into their newer singles, the next three, the latest three singles that Nice Horse has released. Of course, the latest of those being released last Friday, June the 19th, 2020, and that is entitled Cowgirl. We're going to be talking all about Cowgirl as well as their latest two singles, Hot Mess and Good Life, and you're going to be hearing all three of those tracks on today's show as well. So keep your ears open for those because they're going to make you want to jump out of your seat and bust out a groove. Have a good time. And we're also going to be taking a small dive into the music videos for both Good Life and Hot Mess. Both of them are incredibly fun for their own respective reasons. We're going to dive into exactly why that is with each of them. We're also going to take a small dive into Katie's history before Nice Horse is both a solo singer-songwriter and a little bit of her time in the group Jackalope. So get ready to put your paws in the sand, or maybe this week it's your hooves. Get ready to put your hooves in the sand as we journey across the desert with Katie Rocks of Nice Horse. And of course, this week's episode of the DTP is brought to you by the best way to support the Desert Tiger podcast, and that is I love DTP.com. That's because it's where you go and grab yourself the latest and the greatest in Desert Tiger podcast merchandise so that we can put it back into the show and it helps us grow. Yes, and we're going to be having some new items coming to the web store very very soon that is of course i love dtp.com yes all right why don't we go ahead and get that latest single from nice horse spinning for you guys so you can get in the groove you can get saddled on up and ready for this ride across the desert with katie rocks this is cowgirl Can't help speak your mind 
got your fire and your praise from your mama And your fight from your daddy's side If the devil gets nervous when the sun comes up Like the Lord, watch out, here she comes If you're Sunday morning singing in the front row But you got a little dent in your halo hey oh, you might be a cowgirl So is a good. That's always a good thing. Yep, sun is shining. It's a great day. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Yes, I agree. It's also very bright here as well. So, where are you at? I myself am located in uh, Kamloops. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wondered where the area code was. Like, I was <laughs> like, what area code is this? <laughs> okay, so the thing about the area code is Skype doesn't sell Canadian phone numbers for some reason, so the area code is actually New York. Uh, oh, wow. Now that explains why I was like, I'm really confused. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I've been trying to get that fixed for a while now, but just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, it doesn't matter these days, I think, anyways. <laughs> exactly. As long as we're able to connect. Exactly. That is what matters. And today we are connecting to talk all about Nice Horse and your guys' new single, Cowgirl. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I just want to give the listeners a little bit of a background before we drive, jump full into Nice Horse and how you guys ended up coming together. Because when listening to the band's sound, you can definitely hear a very eclectic uh, group of sounds, of influences in your music. When I was talking to the PR agent, I was saying, like, there's a lot of, like, rockabilly and punk inside this sound, too. So I want to know a little bit more about you and your background as a musician. Yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to, like, old country music. That's definitely my love. And, like, I mean, not even that old, necessarily. Like, 80s, 90s country was played a lot around my house and some older stuff. And I grew up on a, on a farm outside of Calgary. So country music was a huge part of my growing up, but so was my mom used to take us to musical theaters all the time. So I would go to those and um, I was a huge like Michael Jackson fan and Whitney Houston fan and that country definitely had a huge influence on me. And then I, uh, for a while, I took a little detour and I ended up being in an industrial rock band um, quite a while ago. And for that, it was just they, they kind of wanted a singer who didn't really who hadn't really been exposed to a lot of that kind of music. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, being in that band, I did get exposed to a lot of very heavy and like totally different music than um, than what anybody I think would have ever expected that I would do. Um, but then, you know, I just I found my way back into country music because I think that's just that's my first love. I just want to shout out because as someone who was going through uh, high school and. A lot of that during the much music phase. Mad love for your work in Jackalope. So <laughs> very much. Yeah. And I, I, I was actually wondering earlier this year what happened to the singer of Jackalope. So now we're finding out right now. Hi. So, hi. <laughs> yeah. so you end up going and doing the singer-songwriter thing for a while and doing the country music thing, but for yourself for a bit, releasing four... Yeah different albums or EPs. So what was your experiences like doing the solo effort? Because you were quite successful in that venture before going into his horse. Yeah, thanks. You know, I don't know. I just, it was just something that I needed to do for me because again, that's always the kind of, kind of music that I, that I really loved. And so I just needed to do that for a little while. And, you know, I actually thought I was going to a joke I hear amongst my friends a lot is, so how's retirement going? Because I told them that I was retiring for music and I wasn't going to do music anymore. And then I ended up in Night Horse. <laughs> and um, and it, Night Horse is doing very well. I'm very, very thankful. Um, but yes, I'll see my friends. So they're like, oh, so is this what retirement looks like for you? <laughs> so yeah, I actually can't remember what you asked me. But yes, I did the solo thing for a little bit and then when Night Horse came about it just it all made sense you know we didn't even really mean to start a band it was just with my my friends and it it turned into what it is and I think sometimes when you're just doing something from the heart you know it works out and I would say Night Horse is a pretty good example of that okay so you actually intended on retiring from music I didn't know that I did, yeah. I had posted this. It lasted six months. <laughs> I had posted <laughs> on Facebook this, like, thing that I was like, you know what, I just, I need to move on. I need to try other things with my life. Like, I've only ever done music. Maybe there's something else out there for me. And then it turns out that something else out there for me was joining a band with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> just needed to tackle it in a different perspective. I think so. <laughs> okay, so exactly what brought about this new perspective what was the 
event that ended up bringing together all of the members of Nice Horse because, like I said before, you guys kind of come from a little bit of different uh, backgrounds, a lot of different influences. So how does all of these different roads end up meeting in the same old gravel road? (laughs) It happens when Brandy bribes us with a trip to Hawaii. So Brandy's our bass player, and had I, I really love Hawaii, and so I, I happened to be in Hawaii, and she sent me a text message, and she goes, I'm going to Hawaii for a month just to do some songwriting. I know you're not doing music anymore, but we could drink Mai Tais and just write some songs. What do you think? And I was on a different island, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come over and, and hang out with you for a bit. And so I, I went with her, and we were writing songs just for the pure joy of writing music. Like, there was there was no intent behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just wanted to have a good time. And so we were just writing the, the most ridiculous song. But all the good ones were turning out as country songs. And Brandy grew up on a farm as well. And, and Brandy and I go back a pretty long time. We were always, we call each other musical allies. So we met randomly at a show. And we were just supporting each other always throughout our careers, even though we were doing very different things. So um, so it was really friendship, and all those songs were turned out country, and she said to me, she goes, well, you know, we're kind of a band right here. We could just be like a drunk stampede band. You don't have to take it too seriously. Like, I know you're not doing music anymore, and I was like, yeah, I'd get together with my friends in the summer and play, I guess. Like, that would be fun, and um, yeah, it just spiraled out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys decide that we're going to go maybe play Stampede once a year, maybe three mm-hmm. shows, if that. Yep. So how does three shows, if that side project end up spiraling into <laughs> one of the most like energetic female, like I don't even want to label it with the female thing because you guys just encapsulate so much energy that it just, it just explodes when you guys are listening to the music. Well. Thank you so much. Well, I think what it is is that none of us knew how to do music as a hobby. So when we were like, we're going to be this band, we like, we realized we had, nobody would know who we were. So we like made some demos, made a music video and all of it was just so we could book gigs. But when we were doing all of that, um, we sent it to Coalition, that's our management company, um, because they've been longtime friends and supporter of ours, never managed any of our projects, but they were always there when we needed some advice and we sent it to them and said what do you think we were looking for some help booking some gigs <clears throat> and they got on the phone with us right away and they were like you should stop everything else you've been doing and you should actually take this seriously we think that there's something really magical here and if you take it seriously we'll manage you and we think we can do something with this and we were all like what <laughs> so we just started taking it seriously and we had the backing of them and they're such a well-respected company that through them backing us, we got a lot of, like, um, people took us seriously right away. And, you know, we had some kinks to work out. Like, again, it wasn't our intention to start this band. So we spent some time just playing some casinos and some rodeos and, you know, to get everything under our belt. But through it all, it was always with the intention of let's have a good time together. And so when I am on stage, those are people I'd be hanging out with anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I truly love those ladies and so it it really is a fun time because that was always what we set out to do and I think that sometimes you know the music industry can be hard and it can be heavy but we've got each other and so when we're on stage we remember that the whole point was this moment to have a good time and I don't think we'll ever forget that hopefully. (laughs) 
And then even just like listening to that, it definitely, I can, that also encapsulates itself in the music too, where the um, large majority of the music is a lot of let's have a good time, this crowd vibe. It sounds like really good. Like, like I've said before with the gang vocals and everything else, like almost very much punk in its own way, Yeah. but still just like very much a party. Yeah, absolutely having a good time (laughs) all right so with the help of a little bit of management and being able to balance everyone else's schedule you guys end up getting the opportunities of opening up for the likes of tom cochran for your first major tour and even releasing your first full-length album there goes the neighborhood in 2017 yeah (laughs) so right away just getting straight from releasing a few demos into actually making a solid go of this. Yeah, I mean, we got the the Tom Cochran tour was our first tour, and we were like, are you kidding me? Our first tour is going to be, like, arenas with Tom Cochran? But I will say (laughs) that while that was brand new for us, I think that was maybe a long time in the making. You know, like, we've been musicians for a long time, so on one hand, you know, it seems like like what they always say, like overnight success takes 10 years or whatever. Like I would say we've been building that. We just didn't know that it would come in the package of Nice Horse. But it was definitely with the amount of work that we've done in the music industry, it was not lost on us how absolutely incredible that was of Tom to take a chance on our band and say, sure, you can open up for me. And, and we definitely owe him a lot. Like it was it was a really amazing experience, very surreal, and yeah, it was one of the best. That was one of the highlights of my musical life, for sure. I can only imagine how being able to have an opportunity like that, especially with this new group right away, having fun and right away, like, how can you have much more fun than having that <laughs> opportunity, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then also in 2017, being named a CMT fresh face of country music, so right away gaining a lot of steam. Yes, yeah, like I said, everything just, like I said, spiraled out of control. (laughs) So let's go from the transition from There Goes the Neighborhood to some of the new singles here, because... Of course, that's 2017, and then Good Life gets released in 2019. In 2020, we've got two singles, one of them we've already spoken briefly about. We're going to dive a little bit more into. So let's get into a little bit of the transition as you guys not only continue to grow as a group, continue to grow your chemistry, but also to take on a new member in Tara McLeod. Oh, Tara. Yeah, she is. She's. She's amazing. Like, I can't think of enough nice things to say about her and how much she just absolutely fits with us. And, you know, I think a lot of our, the heavier direction that we've headed it is credited to her for sure. She's got a, a metal background. She loves her classic rock. And she's, she's just really ripping on that guitar, and that's something that we really love to feature. But, yeah, so it, like, like you said, it is a transition um, from where we were to where we are now, um, but something that I think really does represent the four of us very well. Like we're all very strong, independent, opinionated ladies, and so we, that definitely comes out in everything we do. I think absolutely, and as it should. Why shouldn't it? There needs to be mm-hmm. strong role models for the future going <laughs> forward. Yeah. <laughs> 
Here's hoping. <laughs> as there was with the other wave of country music as well, coming out of the likes of like Shania and mm-hmm. those likes, and even those before her. Oh, absolutely. So maybe you guys can be a large part of that next wave, hopefully. Yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> So let's jump a little bit into Good Life. I watched the music video and it takes you guys back to Hawaii. Have you guys been back to Hawaii quite a bit? Was this your guys' first trip (laughs) back to Hawaii? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I mean, Brandy and I had gone a couple times, but yeah, we were like, we need to do a reunion in Hawaii. And um, so let's film a music video while we're there. And so we actually um, rented a house on that ranch that we filmed most of it on and and they were so kind when we, we were there. We let them know we were a band. And we said, do you think that we could film? We didn't know that the, that where we were staying was going to end up being absolutely perfect setting for the music video. But when we got there, we were like, this is amazing. Do you mind if we shoot our video here? And they were like, no, that'd be great. Do do whatever you want. But yeah, so it was it was definitely really fun to go back there. Because that is our, you know, that is, we call that the birthplace. Honolulu will always be the birthplace of Hawaii. And so that place is really special to us. And, and every time I watch that video, like I just, it kind of makes my heart feel, you know, I'm like, Oh, that trip was so fun. And, and that video I think is a good example of like our personalities. And stuff. Oh.
the Desert Tiger Podcast. And another fun song, another fun video as well that you released recently, the single a little bit earlier, March 6th. That, of course, being Hot Mess. <laughs> yeah, that was a very fun music video to shoot. That was something that we, we were on a trip to Toronto and we did not know we were going to be shooting a music video when we got there. We were there rehearsing and recording. And, um, but we had, we had had an, I, this idea for the music video that was based on, it was based on an actual experience. Last summer, we had the good fortune of opening up for a drag queen named Trixie Mattel. Hmm. Um, and also Brandy and Tara played in her backing band. And, and the four of us at one point got up and did a song, uh, with Mariah Stokes and with Trixie. So it was a whole night and, um, there were drag queens that were opening up for the show. And so there were, the backstage was really small and there were a bunch of, there was a bunch of us and the drag queens, everybody getting ready all at the same time. And we were getting all these style tips from these drag queens. Like they were like, honey, no, that's not how you do your eyeliner. You should do it this way. And I was like, okay, what about my eyelashes? And they're like, no, you got to wear them like this. And we were getting the best because they all looked amazing. And we're looking at each other. And we're like, we cannot even compete with these ladies. They look fantastic. <laughs> and it was just so funny and so fun and so wonderful that it just forever stood in my mind. And so I had said this to Lisa Mann, the director, and when we were talking about music videos for Hot Mess, and she goes, that's your video. That's your video right there. And so we pulled that video shoot together in five days. Wow. And we filmed it in less than 12 hours. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, we all just, everybody on that set believed in the, in the project, you know, like, because it's also pointing out that, like, how much we believe in inclusivity and, and how important it is to embrace everybody for who they are, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's something that we really feel really strongly about as a band, um, that we really do, like, as much as we are a fun, good time band, like, we do have something to say, you know, we are for women in an industry that doesn't have a lot of women, and, um, and we just, you know, we want to support the LGBTQ, we want to support all of that, and so we also felt that that was a message that we wanted to get across, and um, I think the music video did a, did a good job. Oh, it definitely did, and it definitely showed the uh, aspect of them having like a lot more game with uh, Jezebel Bardot showing you guys and like helping doll you guys up, and like amazing performance by Jezebel, because like when... Oh just breaks out dancing in the middle of the video, like, closer to the end, and, like, does that, like, kip up? Oh, my God! Yeah, I know! Like, we were at, oh, and Jezebel is, like, we became fast friends because we only met that day. Um, she was recommended by the same friend who had um, gotten us onto the Trixie show, and <clears throat> we met Jezebel, and it was just instant friendship. Wow, fantastic. And another thing that I really love about the video, too, is it shows the different aspects of where necessarily, like, even with, like, in the communities where women don't have to be makeup freaking, like, encyclopedias front to back and, yeah. like, other people can be and have the opportunity to be and can look damn good while doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. That's just it. Like, it really is about being yourself. Like, there are there are scenes in that music video where Tara and Brandy are not wearing 
any makeup, like none, not even like pretend you look like you don't have any makeup. Mm -hmm. And that really is it. It's like, be who you want to be. And if who you want to be is, is completely made up drag queen, that's still part of who you are, you know, like that's an expression of yourself, no different than if you choose to wear no makeup at all. I think it's all just like being who you want to be and how you want to express yourself in any way that it, that it speaks to you, you know? So, and I think that's kind of what it shows is like, be yourself in whatever way makes you feel good. And that's beautiful. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yay. Yay. So another (laughs) song that definitely shows the strength in being uh, true to yourself, no matter where you come from, showing that the uh, cowgirl is a mindset. It's a mentality that your roots not isn't necessarily or that country necessarily isn't in your boots, but it can be in your <laughs> roots and who you are in a personality. Let's talk a little bit about cowgirl. Yes, you nailed it. You you said it perfectly. Um, yeah, that song. Uh, I'm very very proud of it, uh, especially for it coming out right now because again, it is a song that speaks to. It isn't about who you are, where you're, or like where you're from, or what your drive, or how you were raised. You know, like I was I was raised on a farm. So, and theory people call me a cowgirl, but we have been saying that it's not necessarily about that, but it's about your your frame of mind, your state of mind, um, that anybody can be a cowgirl, male or female. It's really about being somebody who's not afraid to speak their mind and being strong and, and independent. And um, again, we, we wanted to speak to the inclusivity that we think country music should be for everybody. You know, anybody can listen to country music. You don't have to be from a farm. Like, it's for everybody. And that's what we really wanted to get out, and that was um, Tara and Brandy and a writer named Jason, or an artist, amazing guy named Jason Blaine, who who pulled that one together, and I just, I think it's amazing, and I'm very, very proud of it. Oh, Jason's actually a past uh, guest of the podcast, so shout out to Jason Blaine. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Oh, he is. I had a fantastic time chatting with him, just like I'm having a fantastic time <laughs> chatting with you. So... Obviously, this song's coming out in a little bit of a more difficult time during the uh, crisis, the pandemic. So, is are you guys hoping to do a music video for Cowgirl in the future? Uh, yes, we may already have something in the works. <laughs> oh dang! Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not gonna let a pandemic slow us down. <laughs> <laughs> As a good cowgirl should not. Exactly. all right so since we're kind of on the topic of this unfortunately the situation also derailed a little bit of you guys's tour you guys were actually in europe when everything started to shut down so what was it like having to uh go from a million miles a minute to having to suddenly return home very quickly and the world is basically at a much much slower pace yeah, it was not easy. I mean, everybody handled it a little differently. We definitely we make a joke that Dark Katie appeared because I really struggled with it. Um, I'm definitely an extrovert to the max. And so um, going through all of this and, and having everything stop when it really felt like we were on a roll was really hard at first. And I definitely had moments where I was like, well, I guess the band is done because we can't tour and I guess, you know, everything is over. But 
but that wasn't the case. <laughs> I think I just got maybe, I just, it was hard. And um, so I am really happy to see that, you know, despite all of that, we're still persevering and moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I, and the thing is, it wasn't just hard for me, it's hard for everybody. Uh, I mean, something the world is, has, are anybody alive on the planet right now has not experienced something like to this magnitude. So in one sense, it's like, well, we're all in it together. You know, it's not just nice horse. It's like from nice horse to Dolly Parton, we all got sent home, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a challenging thing, but I think that people are really coming up with creative ways to get through it and make the most of it. And again, understand like this is something that the world is in together and we will all get through it together. And I think there's a comfort in that, even though it's hard. Yes, you got to come together as a community to get through it all and come out stronger and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And one of the ways that you guys have been getting a little bit of that extrovert energy out, staying connected to your fans, is the Monday morning wine at 9. So take us a little <laughs> bit into the details of that. Yeah, I mean, that happened because we realized quite quickly that as a band scattered across the country, we weren't going to be able to, we weren't going to be able to play any music together online. You know, there were a lot of concert things coming up and, you know, and between first having to actually quarantine and then um, also the fact that we couldn't be in the same room together because we don't even live in the same cities. You know, Brandy and I had a few hilariously failed attempts at trying to play and sing together online that didn't work and they'll never work. And so we finally were like, well, let's just get online and talk to people. And we tried one time, and Instagram, you know, only allows few people. And so we tried splitting it up, me and Krista one day and Tara and Brandy the next. But the internet was so busy. I don't know if you experienced that, where you'd try to call people or, and the internet was just slammed. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't even use Instagram at night. And so we were like, well, screw it. Then let's just do something in the morning. And we'll look and see if there's a platform that allows all of us. And so we, we found a way through Facebook and we just, and we were going to have cocktails at night. So we were like, well, let's just have wine in the morning. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that's kind of how Wine at Nine was born as a way for us to connect. And then we got the idea that, you know, we could have different guests and they could speak about their experiences. And that's just kind of how it was born as a way for us to also see each other, because that's the only way we can see each other now and, and see our friends and, and get guests on and talk about, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. So it's given us an opportunity, I think, to also just chat about what's going on with people. So yeah, it's been fun. Oh, it definitely has been. I checked out a couple of the episodes recently and they are a blast. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So, of course, with three new singles, does this mean that there is the possibility of a new album on the horizon? We are working on it. I mean, we actually have it done, We just, which we actually just kind of realized recently that we were like, you know, I think we've got an album here. So there, there is no date yet to release it or how that's all going to go. But, um, but yes, an album, album is definitely on the way. All right. Fantastic. Well, I have been having a blast so far, Katie. So before I ask my last question of the interview, where can the listeners of the DTP find out more about Katie Rocks and Nice Horse? You can go to nicehorsemusic.com and all of our socials are at Nice Horse Music. And we are always around, always doing something. So there's lots, lots to find if you're bored. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. So as an artist who has definitely, as some would consider, had a lot of various experiences in the music industry, having played in 
a few different genres. For Say someone who's maybe listening to this has maybe already started to take their steps one direction, but maybe feel their heartstrings pulling them another way, but they're afraid to take that leap, to take that jump. What would you say to that individual? I would say don't be afraid, just do it. I think that it's so important with music to to be as authentic as possible. And I think it's absolutely okay to explore things that, you know, I always say to it, like, you don't know if you like basketball unless you play basketball. So it's like you don't know if you like rock music unless you try it or like country music unless you try it. And so I think it's like, I think it's absolutely warranted and good to get out there and, and explore different genres. And, um, but if there's one that's pulling you, it's just go there because people always appreciate authenticity. People can always see it. They can always feel it. And so it's like, just go there, do it. That's what I'd say. All right. Awesome. Very true. Be yourself. Why not? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining me here today. Yeah, that was really fun. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your interest in taking the time to learn about Nice Horse. So thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to help take us a little bit deeper on the trails. Awesome. (laughs) Living the good life, the good life with me.
is definitely a good life when you are jamming out and getting down along with nice horse. And I hope that you, the listener, the ambush, were able to cut a mad rug along with that last song, Good Life. In the middle of the show, we played Hot Mess for you, and kicking off today's episode of the DTP was Nice Horse's latest single, Cowgirl. You can hear all three of those singles right now on your, yeah, that's right, your favorite music streaming service. Yes, it is that easy. Yes. When you're there, go ahead and hit follow so when they drop new singles, you hear about them. When they drop that new EP, it's going to be in your ears, A-S-A-P. So I got to go ahead and thank Katie Rocks one last time. Give her a big old roaring DTP. Thank you for joining me here on today's episode of the podcast. I have to go ahead and thank Mackenzie and the team over at Strut Entertainment for going ahead with helping and setting the whole thing up. And last, last but not least, it is you, the listener, the ambush for tuning into this episode of the show. If you're new, maybe you want to hit subscribe and join up with the ambush. We'd love to have you. Maybe... Maybe you enjoyed this episode enough that you want to share it on your social media. Take a screenshot and tag the Desert Tiger podcast and Nice Horse in your sharing. Or maybe you want to go ahead and give the Desert Tiger podcast a five-star review on your favorite podcast listening platform because that helps us grow way more than you actually probably know. Another way that you can help us out is by heading on over to ilovedtp.com and by picking yourself up a little bit of the Desert Tiger Podcast merchandise because that helps us do things like upgrade our equipment and other amazing things like travel when that becomes an option again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. We're about to wrap up this week's episode so you guys know where and how we're going to end that this off. And that's by telling you to go and find your mountain because climbing that bad boy, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be some hard times. Some rocks are going to fall out and slip from underneath your feet. You're going to fall and that is called adversity. But adversity helps make us stronger sometimes. And out of that, we come back better, more equipped to continue climbing that mountain so that when we reach its top, we can let our voice carry out across the valley in all of its glory, all of its glory. And until next week, bye-bye.